successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. It takes precise planning, hard work, and of course, saving. On today's show, we'll outline three important things to understand to help you have the kind of retirement you've always wanted. Discover retirement concepts you need to know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn how to navigate through economic uncertainty. And anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired. That is the real point. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Welcome to Your Retirement. I'm consumer advocate Chuck Caton, and on behalf of Dual Financial Strategies, we welcome to another edition of Your Retirement with Sam Dual and Luke Von Abel. And uh, Andy Schooler is on assignment this week. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about uh, this week as we are in the midst of summer. And, uh, of course, uh, when we talk about uh, summertime, gentlemen, we talk about vacations, and we hear that the average person probably spends more time planning a vacation than they do planning their retirement, which uh, in some cases is good. So in most cases, it's not, especially if you're approaching retirement. So uh, let's change that now. Uh, by uh, offering three things to keep in mind uh, as you navigate through the next years of your life uh, as our listeners. And uh, Sam, I think it's very, very important to have a clear vision. That's number one uh, when it comes to retirement planning as you head into that financial red zone. Yeah, for sure, Chuck. You know, uh, sometimes people get really overwhelmed by this whole process of uh, getting ready for retirement and moving into retirement. They, uh, they think it's just going to be this really overwhelming process, and there's certainly nuances to it. But we found if you focus on three things um, that we're going to share with you here on this segment, it will help you greatly. You will be able to put a lot of the uh, a lot of the building blocks in place if you just focus on these three. And the first one is a clear vision, because a lot of you realistically you don't have a really clear vision of what your retirement is going to look like. Uh, the biggest gift that retirement gives you is freedom. I mean, you finally have the freedom of time. Uh, that's the most valuable commodity that there is, right? Because we can always go out and make more money. We can always mm -hmm. do things like that, but we can't make more time. So the ability to go into retirement and be able to spend that time the way that you want to is invaluable. So we would have you think about a few different things. Number one, what will your priorities be in retirement? because there has to be some sort of a prioritization of this. It's not just saying, oh, well, I'm just going to do a bunch of stuff. No, what's that stuff going to be? Are you dreaming of traveling? Uh, do you have a bucket list of places that you'd like to see? Um, do you want to expand or develop a hobby, perhaps? Uh, maybe it's your family. Maybe it's spending more time with your grandkids helping your kids to focus on their careers while you focus on spoiling the grandchildren until they're basically impossible to live with. So yeah, that's right. maybe, maybe that's your goal. But the thing you have to do is if these are going to be, uh, you know, extraneous uh, events that you're going to do, whatever it might be, be realistic. What's that going to cost you? Travel is expensive. Make sure you budget enough. You don't want to get into these things and then find out, oh, I didn't budget enough. I would much rather see you err on the side of budgeting too high than budgeting too low. It's much easier to come down than it is to go up. And be very specific about what your lifestyle expenses will be 
as well as your general living expenses because you're going to have two categories of expenses here. The, the first one we would call your food, clothing, and shelter. This is what it costs you to live in retirement. That's your general expenses. And then the second portion of that would be your discretionary expenses. That's your fun money. You've earned the freedom. Now make sure you have the right plan to allow you to do that and to have that freedom and much more. Yeah, absolutely, Sam. And I think the biggest thing that people uh, think about uh, is that financial part of it, because I know a lot of concern as you head into retirement is, am I going to have enough money to do what I'd like to do? Well, you have to make that assessment, as Sam just mentioned, and have that clear vision. Otherwise, uh, you could be in a little bit of difficulty. Now let's talk a little bit, Luke, about uh, how uh, you, uh, well, how are you going to get that income and how are you going to distribute it? Because we're good at accumulation, I think, you know, with our 401ks and uh, other uh, possible pensions and looking ahead to possibly getting Social Security later on and maybe not uh, uh, relying on that per se. But a good income distribution plan is necessary if you want to retire the right way, right? Absolutely. Um, and hopefully you did really well with that accumulation phase of you know making those contributions while you were working. But now that you're coming to retirement, we need to figure out a way to turn those retirement savings into some form of a paycheck for you. Yeah, that could be very, very difficult for a lot of people. Don't you think, Luke, because if you don't have uh, the right risk tolerance or if you're not in the right places investment-wise, uh, you're uh, uh, going to be in a bit of trouble if you're not invested correctly. Absolutely. So the reality is nobody knows for sure you know, what the market's going to look like tomorrow. But even the best investors um, don't know what the market's going to bring for the next six months, a year, or two years, much less, you know, your whole retirement time frame. So the reason some retirees fail is that they're invested in a way in which their investments do not match their risk tolerance. So that's another big thing as we transition, as you transition out of that growth and accumulation phase, is to make sure that you're revisiting that tolerance for risk. And we do that through a program called Riskalyze, which can be accessed right through our website. Um, but you want to make sure that that's up to date because you can be taking on too much risk and seeing too much ups, too much downs that you may not be comfortable with in this new season. Absolutely. You don't want to be panicking at the wrong time. So really, you should work with an advisor who is uh, both licensed in securities, insurance products, and uh, is not biased one way or another. And that's why you should be working with Dual Financial Strategies. And of course, you can give them a call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And we're talking about uh, being able to uh, maneuver into that distribution phase of your retirement or how you should do it prudently. And unfortunately, uh, as we all know, Sam, uh, you're not the, uh, the total keeper of your portfolio. When it comes to uh, extracting from it in retirement, you have an unwitting partner. We've talked about it so many times before. Uh, I don't know if he's an uncle in the true sense of the world, uh, but uh, the, the uncle that uh, has your uh, first name, uh, is part of you your plan. It's Uncle Sam, and I don't mean Uncle Sam Duel. We're talking about the United States yeah. government, and so you've got to have a tax strategy, don't you, to uh, kind of mitigate. Uh, you know, you want to pay your fair share, but you also want to make sure you maximize your portfolio and are uh, not overtaxing yourself, so to speak, right? 
Yeah, oh, Chuck, that is that's so true, and it still amazes me. After two decades of doing this, it amazes me that nobody ever talks to pre-retirees about this. That's it's Chuck. It's the number one, by far, most frequent comment that we get when people come in and talk to us. They say. I never even gave taxes a consideration. My advisor has never mentioned taxes to me in retirement. They have never had that discussion with me to think about what our tax ramifications were going to be. And to me, I can't imagine not talking about it. Everybody talks about the market. Everybody talks about risk. Well, it's ridiculous that you're having these risk discussions based upon this arbitrary market thing and these arbitrary questionnaires you go through when the taxes are as plain as the nose on your face they don't stop there's not a day when you just magically wake up in retirement and the irs goes hey you get a pass no more taxes for you you will pay the same amount of taxes and for most of you more taxes in retirement Absolutely. than you did when you were working. The reason why is because of the way you've saved the money. You saved it in pre-tax vehicles, 401ks, IRAs, 403Bs, 457 plans, pension plans. That money is 100%, one, zero, zero percent taxable to you in retirement. No different than if you were getting a paycheck. It's all ordinary income. Chuck, if you go into retirement with someone who has not educated you on and put you into a very, very efficient tax strategy, you're making the number one single biggest mistake that you possibly could. Everything to us is secondary if you don't plug that tax gap to begin with because you're going to watch 25, 30% of it flow right back out the door and you never even gave it consideration. Absolutely. And that's why uh, Sam has that retirement lifestyle review that uh, maybe you can talk about for a little while before I give him the phone number. Yeah, it's just more education, Chuck. That's what the Retirement Lifestyle Review is about. It's not about trying to sell you something. It's not about trying to pitch you on something. It's not about a bunch of stupid, slick brochures about how much return you're going to make. That's hogwash. We'll leave that to the amateurs and the salesmen out there. What we're going to do is sit down with you as a fiduciary advisor and talk about you, your retirement. What three key points do we need to talk about? How do you want to live your retirement lifestyle? How are we going to fund it? What's important to you? What are your goals? What are your dreams? This is not about, hey, let's see how quickly we can put you into a bunch of loaded mutual funds so that they make a commission on them. This is about you focusing on you. Maybe we're the mighty advisory firm for you. Maybe we're not. Maybe you're the right client for us. Maybe you're not. Our clients tend to be more affluent. They tend to be people that have saved a half a million dollars and more because those folks, you're the ones that are going to get hit upside the head by Uncle Sam. You're the ones that are there laying in wait for to take as much of that away from you as they possibly can. You're the ones that need the strategy. So let's just talk about you. You can ask questions about us. If we're the right fit and we provide value to you, we'll talk about a relationship. If we're not, 
that's okay too. We can both move on down the road, but you need to be educated, and that's what we're here to do. Absolutely. You've heard Sam, and all you have to do is give him a call. It's very comfortable, no cost, no obligation to get that review, that uh, retirement lifestyle review at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And uh, Sam says if you're a good little boy or girl or anybody that just comes in and converses, uh, he will give you a copy of his book, Purpose Determines Placement. Well, Sam, I know I don't think I was largesse in offering that, was I? Uh, we're running out of time, though. What's going to happen next? Thinking we have a retirement plan is very different than an actual written plan. When we come back, we'll outline some things you may need to rethink about your retirement. And this is your retirement. Welcome once again. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, and we have uh, in our studio at Dual Financial Strategies, uh, Sam Dual, who has over 20 years of experience uh, in this field. He's a fiduciary. He's got your best interest in mind, and uh, a, a trusty advisor and uh, sidekick here, Luke Van Abel, uh, who is at your service as well here in the Fox Valley, Appleton, and Green Bay area. Uh, one of the uh, uh, nicest things about Sam and his team is that they are independent. They are uh, uh, looking out for you. And as he said uh, before the break, they're just not going to sell you something. And as Major Frank Burns once said, it's nice to be nice to the nice. It's almost like the uh, old Wizard of Oz, you know, when they were going down the yellow brick road. It's nice to be nice to the nice. It's nice to be nice to the nice, isn't it? Well, <laughs> these are we got it. We've got it all on this show. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Singing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why not? <laughs> I, I think so. You know, because and now I'm going to give you a Yogi Berra-ism. Now that you're highly qualified to do. Absolutely. Yeah, as a former sportscaster, there are things we don't know that we don't know. Now, you can decipher that, but it's seriously, on a note, uh, and we just lost him a couple of weeks ago, Donald Rumsfeld said that originally, yes. and of course, Defense Secretary extraordinaire uh, in his day, and it certainly applies to retirement planning, I think, Sam, because you're going to outline, uh, you and Luke are going to talk about some solutions that can make a plan better, but we have some misconceptions here, or we have some uh, people that come into your office and probably say, you know what, Sam, I don't know if I need you or Andy or Luke because it's too late to start retirement retirement planning i've messed up right yep oh absolutely absolutely and you know that's what donald rumsfeld said is so true it uh, it goes off of um i think it might have been alan greenspan i can't remember exactly who it was but there was another that talked about you know that there are none that there are known knowns there are unknown knowns and there are unknown unknowns uh and that's very true when it comes into retirement uh we there are things that we know for certainty there are things that we we no, but we don't know what it's going to be. And then there's other things that are like Donald Rumsfeld said, we just don't know that we don't even know it yet. So um, first of all, too late to start retirement planning. No, it's not. It's never too late to start retirement planning. Life gets in the way. We get it. We visited with so many of you through the years that life has gotten in the way. Losses of jobs, uh, losses of family members, uh, setbacks, needing to help kids. It's a good idea to be contributing to a retirement fund as early in your working years as possible so you can start putting it away. But it's never too late 
and it's never something that you should say, well, I can't catch up, so I'm not going to do it at all. It's never, never too late. Absolutely not. All right, Luke, uh, here's one you probably have heard, and uh, you uh, have to set people straight on this one, that Medicare will cover my health expenses during retirement. I don't have to worry about anything else. Right. Probably not. There's a lot of other nuances that go into the expenses that you're going to face as a retiree that are not covered by Medicare. Uh, HealthView Insights reports that the total projected lifetime health care costs for a 65-year-old couple retiring with Medicare coverage and, and supplemental and dental insurance would be in the neighborhood of $662,000 this year, 2021. So if you aren't making some effort to build up your savings now, you may not have enough in the bank to cover those unexpected costs that even Medicare won't take care of. And keep in mind that you know, your nursing home, your home health care, that's not covered by Medicare. That's all outside of Medicare. Absolutely. And again, uh, we're talking about things that uh, maybe you out in the audience have wondered and uh, surmised and need to be set straight on uh, by people uh, from dual financial strategies because one of the other things I'm sure, Sam, that you've heard is the old procrastinator. I'm going to make up for missed retirement savings later. I'll wait till later to do it, right? Yeah, no, it's it's so true, Chuck. And, and we will often tell people, uh, you know, it's not my job to be your friend. Uh, and it's not my job to enable you. Uh, that's the reason why they have the term advisor uh, after our names and what we do, because it's to advise you. And sometimes that's telling you things that you may not want to hear, because as humans, it's real easy for us to tell us tell ourselves the things we want to hear. The people that surround us often will tell things that we want to hear to our detriment. But I will tell you this. When you say you're going to make up for missed retirement savings later, you're not going to. You're never going to make up for that. There is no way to make up for it. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for a higher paying job. Oh, I'm going to get a really good, I'm going to make a lot of money on this stock investment. You're waiting for some type of a miracle that isn't going to occur. You've got one person you can rely on. That would be you. So if you're not doing it, it's not going to happen. So I don't want to be a downer here and I don't want to be too harsh, but if you're not doing it for you, there ain't nobody else that cares. Absolutely. And you can buy a bundle of lottery tickets, and it isn't going to matter. Right? Buy away. The state's going to absolutely love it because the state of Wisconsin makes, a, makes money on every one of those that you buy. So if you want to go ahead and contribute more to the state coffers, knock yourself out. But you ain't going to be the one that's going to win. It's absolutely. always going to be the other guy. All right. That's Sam Duell of Duell Financial Strategies. He and Luke Van Abel are uh, really uh, doing the job for you at 866 uh, 203-7486. And Luke, how many times have you heard this one? My retirement. And this is something that, uh, you know, I don't want to say a tongue-in-cheek. You're not going to worry about it once you're gone. But some people might think my retirement funds will be managed by my spouse or partner. By default, what do I need you for when I die? It's not going to matter. <laughs> right. You know, if you haven't taken the time to draft up some sort of living will to outline exactly how you want your retirement funds to be, um, allocated, um, you could run into some problems. The other thing that you have to be mindful of is, you know, maybe maybe the spouse is is still living, and they go into some comatose state, right? If if the primary spouse, um, their assets, you know, are, you know, the primary spouse has most of the assets in their name, 
And now the other spouse tries to access those while they're still living and incapacitated in some way. If you don't have some of these legal matters put into place, they're not automatically by default going to be managed by you. You may not even have access to the funds that, um, you know, to the man that you've been married to for 30 plus years. Absolutely. Now it's, it's, it's true. Now I sit down, sit with Sam and say, as you may out there in radio land, I've been contributing to my 401k for years, and that's enough, isn't it? Well, it's that would be met with a very definite maybe, because it depends upon you. Yes, you've been contributing, and that's a good thing. But what we would urge you to do, whatever stage you're at now, sit down and think seriously about what your retirement lifestyle will look like and what that's going to cost you, and then do reverse engineering on it. Figure out how much you're going to get in Social Security. How much are you going to get in pension? Are you going to work a part-time job? And then you can look at that and you can say, oh, okay, I need $40,000 a year to live on, and I've got $25,000 a year coming in from Social Security. I've got a $15,000 gap. Well, start doing the math on that and figure out how much of your current and future savings will you have to spend in order to fill that gap. And Luke and I would uh, suggest that if that's anything over about maybe 3%, 3.5%, you probably aren't saving enough. You probably don't have enough in that bucket in order to get yourself where you want to be. So you can reverse engineer that problem or reverse engineer that answer and see if you're saving the right amount. We're talking about misconceptions here by uh, perhaps you and the audience if you're not uh, keen on uh, educating yourself on retirement planning or dispelling some of these things. Like Luke, I'll be able to live on much less when I'm retired. That seems to be a notion that some people have as they come into retirement. They think they're going to need less money. Right, and that that's an excuse that some of them use for not saving as much for retirement because they think, well, when I get to that retirement time period, I'm going to need drastically less in the way of um, income. But what's really important is that you start to consider the effects of inflation, um, changes in your spending habit. Again, this goes back to what we talked about in an earlier segment about your, your vision, the things that you want to accomplish and do in retirement. Maybe that's moving. Maybe that's relocating. Maybe that's spoiling the grandkids. But you want to take a uh, a real serious look at what you're actually going to need and not just base it off of some arbitrary number. What are you actually going to need to retire? Yes, that is so, so important. Talking about these misconceptions now and another one, Sam, uh, here's one. I've got a country club membership I got to pay for or something else. I've got other financial priorities to take care of uh, before I save for retirement. Oh, yeah. You know, there's always something more important. And it's so easy to put it off, Chuck, because it's in the future. It's down the road. It's not today. So it's so easy to put that off. What I would say to you from 100% from the depths of my heart is no, you don't have other priorities other than saving. I got to help my kids. No, you don't. Your kids are grown. Your kids are grown up adults. They've made the decisions that they've made, good, bad, or indifferent. It's not your job to save your kid's house. It's not your job to bail them out of a bad position. They got themselves there. You need to suck it up, buttercup, and get yourself out of that position. You can't destroy your future retirement because of somebody else's issues. No one's more important than you, and retirement is going to be here in a blink of an eye. You're going to wake up tomorrow, and you're going to go, oh, my God, what happened to the last 15 years? 
I don't have enough saved. And at that point in time, Chuck, it's over. You're done. Game, set, match. Because you've lost all of that time and opportunity when you could have been putting it away. Unless you get very, very serious and adopt the attitude, nothing is more important than saving for my retirement, you'll find that you don't have one. Absolutely. And as we wrap this segment up, Luke, uh, here is misconception, I think, number one uh, with asterisks all over the place. And that is that and that is that Social Security's got me covered. I don't need anything else. Right. Um, you know, some people going go into retirement thinking that, uh, but the truth of the matter is that Social Security makes up uh, probably around 40% of the average retiree's total income going into retirement. So there's more involved to that. There's more places that you're going to need money. Um, and, you know, remember that, you know, there's been changes to Social Security already. And even though you've been funneling money into Social Security every month uh, for your entire working career, that doesn't mean that the rules will always be the same going forward for the next 10, 20, 30 years. Absolutely not. Well, all right, Sam, what can you do for our listeners? Just help you take a look at it from a realistic perspective, Chuck, and educate, educate, educate. Talk about the common misconceptions. Find out if you're caught in one of those traps. Find out where you're at and just get your I's dotted and your T's crossed. We find that the more you know, the better informed consumer you are, the better the decisions are that you make. If you're sitting in that scenario where you're coming upon retirement and you think that you've got your I's dotted and your T's crossed, let's just sit down and talk about it. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer, whether you've already got a broker, whatever the case might be, a second set of eyes never hurts and you can find out if what you're doing today and the person you're doing it with is going to be able to get you through 25, 30 years of retirement successfully. Absolutely. And the way to do it here in the Fox Valley is to call Sam Duell and his team at Duell Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. Make that appointment right now. No cost, no obligation. Uh, you'll also receive a copy of Sam's book, Purpose Determines Placement, uh, and get that retirement lifestyle review. Once again, the number is 866 866- 203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Got to take a break. We've got more coming up next, right, Sam? What we've got coming up is that transition from acquisition to distribution of retirement money. That can be tricky. When we come back, some strategies to help make sure you're getting the most out of your retirement dollars. This is Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, and on behalf of Dual Financial Strategies, we have in studio Sam Duell and Luke Van Abel, uh, who uh, serve you in Green Bay and Appleton and the Fox Valley all over the place as uh, uh, people that have your best interest in mind with retirement planning. And this is an important segment. I think that if anybody is listening uh, only passively to us, please listen carefully here because 
This is large. When we talk, as Sam did before the break, about the acquisition to distribution phases of retirement, okay, you have saved, you have listened uh, to yourself and your philosophies and during your working years. Uh, perhaps you've had an advisor like Sam or Luke spend time strategizing how to maximize your saving, or you will when you give them a call at 866-203-7486 to build that nest egg that you need for that solid retirement. So once you get to the retirement uh, realm, you think everything's good, that mission's accomplished, right? Well, not so fast. It's now time to distribute that money, and how you do it uh, will be a strategy that is very, very important in your retirement, and the good news is that Sam and Luke have uh, the ways, the uh, answers to make that happen, and we're going to ask both of them a few questions here. We're going to alternate, starting with Sam, and I want to ask you this question uh, because somebody that's going to come into your office is going to ask the same thing. What's the safe amount of money we can withdraw from a portfolio with little risk of running out of money? Because, again, I think that's the number one fear, isn't it, Sam? Uh, with retirees, they're going to uh, outlive their cash. Yeah, without question, that's the number one fear that people have is running out of money. They're more afraid of that than they are of dying. Um, so the answer to that is is it's a little bit ambiguous, but really what happens is it depends on what time frame we're talking about and how graduated this is going to be. And what I mean by that is are we just going to be taking a static amount out on an annual basis for a set period of years? Or is this something where we're going to start with a higher expense level early on, and then we're going to gradually reduce that down? Most thing would people would tell you, kind of the common uh, the common consensus out there today among financial advisors is somewhere in that 25 to 3% range because of low interest rates uh, would be considered to be a reasonable withdrawal rate. Uh, kind of doing the old adage of, uh, taking out the interest and maintaining the principal. But one of the things that Luke and I would probably uh, tell you is that that old adage may be a little bit worn out because not spending the principal is in some cases can be counter counterproductive for you because you're going to get a point in time where you're going to be forced to dip into that probably anyway in your IRAs. But really figuring out the safe amount for you varies. All right, uh, Luke, I'm sure you get this question quite often. How uh, should my investment portfolio be allocated in retirement? Well, I think the first thing you want to start to think about as you transition out of that accumulation phase is finding somebody who focuses on retirement, whose tools, whose resources lend to um, the investments needed for retirees, you know, focusing on maybe pulling some of the risk off of the table, focusing on you know, some guaranteed income sources to be sure that you have the um, the income coming in that you're going to need just to live, just to have food, clothing, and shelter. Um, and beyond that, you know, if there's some extra discretionary money, we'll call it, um, you know, that should be allocated according to your comfort level with risk. So what's your appetite for risk now that you're no longer working? It may have changed from even five years before you retired. You're at a new stage. You have a new way of kind of an outlook on you know the years this next season of your life mm -hmm. yeah very very true and i guess sam uh, people who are uh, kind of uh, nervous about uh, risk uh, maybe you can assuage their fears and uh, perhaps even answer their question that they should be able to answer themselves with their own personality and that is what amount of risk am I comfortable taking and what level portfolio risk am I able to take? And those are two things you can glean when you sit down with someone. 
For sure, Chuck. And we like to take a very scientific approach to that. We believe that the entire industry has used this old, outdated, arbitrary approach to determining risk um, for so long now that it's just no longer effective in today's modern environment and in today's modern planning. Uh, we use a program called Riskalyze, very comprehensive. It's based in, uh, basically, it's, it's based in psychology uh, and it's based in the mathematics of uh, returns on essentially almost every known investment that there is out there. All right, Luke, uh, somebody might ask you, uh, what are the guardrails? I'm not completely sure without some guidance here, what guardrails do I need to set up so that I can ensure that I am not withdrawing too much? I think a couple things. I think having uh, a defined income distribution plan for your account That's going to take into account your vision for retirement and what you're looking for and working with an advisor there to kind of help hold you accountable to that. And then the other piece with the advisor is just understanding, again, what is the focus for your retirement? What do you... um, What income do you need coming in so that someone can be a sounding board when you say, hey, I need, you know, I need $20,000 but that might be that might be a bit of a stretch you know and someone that's just going to be willing to stand up and actually advise you and not say no go ahead and do that yeah that's absolutely true too all right we said in the last segment that the number one uh, misconception was social security will take care of me i don't know who believes that anymore sam but uh, i guess a better question would be uh, with somebody who is educated about how social security is just one of the buckets Uh, the next logical question is, what's the best time to take Social Security? A lot of people uh, may not uh, know based on their own situation, and not every situation is the same, right? Every situation is different. I mean, everyone is is totally different. The biggest question you need to ask when you're trying to determine when should you take Social Security is, when do I need the income? But where is the most efficient place to take the income from? Because the one key element that so many of you miss because of the way you're being advised is the element of how much money you have in your tax-deferred savings accounts, IRAs, 401ks. That is the number one variable factor to look at when determining when to take Social Security, not the Social Security calculation model that you've been using, Look at how much do you have in those retirement accounts because, don't forget, you're going to be forced to withdraw that money when you hit age 72, largest forced distribution of wealth that there is on the face of the planet. So the question is, what's the tax-efficient ramifications going to be taking Social Security versus taking money from an IRA to control future income distributions? It's counterintuitive. It is polar opposite from what many of you have been taught, what many of you have been advised. But what I find is that every single time we sit down with you and we present that to you in that logical fashion, the light bulb comes on and you say to a person, I have been thinking about this or I have been advised about this all wrong for years. Absolutely. Well, all right, Luke, uh, people sit down with you and maybe they uh, have forgotten some of the other sources of income aside from their investments in Social Security that they have access to. Maybe they have uh, real estate or something. Uh, you, you have to sit down and really assess with them everything they have so that you can make that plan. Right. So many people go into retirement, you know, working part time, 
you know, so there's some, some part-time income that could be coming in. Um, others find creative ways to make money, you know, throughout retirement, whether it's, you know, renting out the cottage that they don't always use, um, various things like that. So those are just things that, you know, you need to discuss with the advisor to let them know so we can explore and add that into the equation for, you know, the income that you're going to have coming in for retirement. Absolutely. Thanks, Luke. And now, Sam, we'll wrap it up by the fact that uh, you can advise people about the best use of their assets in retirement, because that's what you're there for, to give them that advice on it. And maybe they don't know what bucket to pull from most efficiently. Chuck, that is so true. And people get confused because you've never spent any of this money. You've never been in a mode where you were spending, quote unquote, your own money. I mean, I get it when you're working and you're getting a paycheck, that's your money and you're spending it, but it's coming from a third party source. It's not coming from this retirement account that you start spending and you see the balances change. I know that for many of you, if not all of you, that is an extraordinarily scary and nerve wracking thing. It's really hard to turn off a third party paycheck and make that your paycheck because now you have to rely entirely upon your savings instead of it being in the form of a paycheck. So there's so many different ways <clears throat> that this needs to be viewed. What is the most tax efficient place to take this money from? Why would I take it from there at that point in time? What are the different ways that the money gets taxed? Is this going to be taxed as ordinary income? Is it going to be a short-term capital gain? Is it going to be a long-term capital gain? Am I going to be taxed on 50% of my Social Security, 85% of my Social Security? Every decision that you make needs to be predicated upon what's going to happen when I do this. What is going to be the effect? The industry has basically Pavlov dogged you into focusing only on returns, focusing only on, oh, how much can we make? None of you spend enough time focusing on how much could you lose. And what we would emphasize in the meeting with us is that I have no interest in sitting down with you and trying to promise you that we're going to take your $750,000 portfolio and turn it into $1.5 million. I would rather talk to you about taking that $750,000 portfolio and let's figure out how you don't turn it into $375,000. That is our focus here. So that's why it's important to look at the use of the assets, to look at the way they're distributed, because you're not at a point in time here where you need to be focused on growing it. You need to be spending it and keeping it. Absolutely. And that's what Sam and Luke and Andy can do for you at Dual Financial Strategies. They will sit down and make sure that $750,000 does not get to $375,000 with their retirement lifestyle review. No cost, no obligation. Sit down with them. Give them a call to make that appointment, and they can point these things out to you as you are uh, closing in to retirement. Or maybe you need that second opinion uh, when you're in retirement that uh, maybe things don't sound like they're doing too well for you, uh, well, Sam and his team can help you at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. You'll get a copy of Sam's book, Purpose Determines Placement, that'll uh, add to your reading about retirement and uh, uh, also adding to your education about it, as well as that retirement lifestyle review. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. 866-203-7486. Uh, 
uh, to visit with uh, the man who's got over 20 years' experience, he and his team at Dual Financial Strategies. Because, after all, it's your retirement. And now it's question and answer time, isn't it, Sam? It is indeed. Time once again, you got the questions, we got the answers. That and more when we come right back. We're back on your retirement, and our final segment is our, uh, well, I dare say my favorite segment. I like asking the questions because I don't have any answers, but Sam uh, Duell does, and so does Luke Van Abel. And if Andy was here, Andy Schooler would have those answers too, but she's on assignment. But uh, we're going to be able to take care of things here uh, on your retirement here in the Fox Valley. Uh, always uh, a beautiful place for some of our uh, listeners, and I know we've got five of them. And, Sam, I'm going to start with you here because we have a Greenville uh, listener uh, named Albert, and you're all set to answer questions, I trust. I'm going to give it my best. All right. I think Luke's ready as well, aren't you, Luke? Absolutely. Okay, because you're going to get question number two here. All right, the first one's Albert in Greenville, uh, and and he just uh, simply asks, what does the term period certain mean on an annuity contract? There's complex language, and I can certainly attest to this as well. I can relate to Albert here. There's complex language in the contract, and it's really tough to understand. Tell me, Sam, what's it mean? Yeah, for sure. Complex language in a lot of contracts. Period certain, Albert, means a certain period if you just turn it around. So when they say that they're going to provide a payment to you out of that contract for a period certain, it will be defined as a certain number of years. 10 years, 20 years. What that means is if you die prior to that time, let's say that you you take an annuity payment out of a pension or whatever it happens to be, the annuity you're using, you take a payment out of that for 10-year period certain, and you die in year seven. What that means is they will continue to make that payment to your named beneficiary or beneficiaries for an additional three years. 10-year period certain. So you're you're basically guaranteed that someone is going to get that money for that entire 10-year period, regardless of what your status is. Now, obviously, if you live for 12 years, the 10-year period certain is irrelevant at that point in time because you've lived past the period. So period certain is nothing more than a contractually guaranteed length of time that they're going to make a payment from that annuity to someone. Okay, I think I've got something like that uh, to personalize it with the National Hockey League pension because ours is a 10-year thing, but I still get paid even if I outlive the 10 years, and it uh, completely goes away if I pass along after the 10 years. But it's the just like you said, Sam, uh, if I go before the 10 years, which I'm not planning to do, uh, my beneficiaries will get that remainder of the time for the 10. All 100% right. correct. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, And believe me, it's, you know, I'm not going to look a gift horse of the mouth here, but it is uh, a couple hundred bucks Canadian a month. So we're hey, there you go. <laughs> what's a Canadian? What's the exchange like for Canadian? Thirty three percent. So I'm going to get like only uh, what seventy sixty seven percent on a dollar. Sixty seven <laughs> cents on a dollar. Yeah, I was able well, to buy a couple of coffees the other day. So. That beats a sharp stick in the eye. There you go. <laughs> All right, Luke. Here we go with Timothy in New London. All right. Uh, I hear you talk about rollovers and conversions, and we're not talking about dogs and bowling pins here, I guess. Uh, What's the difference if there is one? So in its simplest form, a rollover is moving 
funds from one type of an account to another account that's just like it from a tax perspective. Whereas a conversion is taking money from one instrument, say a 401k or an IRA, and transitioning it into some form of a Roth. So if we use an example, and this is a bit of a stretch, I've never used it before, but if you own a fishing boat, right, and you need, you know, you want to go out and get a bigger fishing boat, and you sell that boat and go out and buy another boat, that would be like a rollover. It's, it's the same type of instrument. But if you're going to change hobbies altogether and go from owning a fishing boat to hunting land, for example, that would be more like a, a, a rollover in that it's a completely different tax qualification. And in the, in the conversion, you've got a plan for the taxes where the rollover, you don't have to worry about any taxes. All right. I love that analogy. That's the first time I've heard that analogy. That was very good. I, I like that. All right. Let's go to Barbara now in Green Bay. And Sam, she wants to know about uh, her mother giving her an IRA. Uh, her mom's in an assisted living community as of now, and uh, he, she said to uh, watch uh, my IRA for her, whatever that means. Uh, I've been keeping up with her required minimum distributions, and uh, she told me last week that she just wants me to have it. So I'm not sure how that works. Um, yeah, that's an interesting scenario, Barbara. And Yes, you can take care of it for her. It's it's wonderful that you're helping her with that. You're making sure that she's taking her required minimum distributions, uh, taking those on a timely basis. Um, when she says that she wants you to have it, um, that can't happen until her passing. So what would happen is you would be the named beneficiary on the IRA contract, okay? So when you passed away, then that IRA would be considered an inherited IRA and it would be quote unquote yours. It still shows as your mom's, uh, but it would show that you were the one that had inherited it. So it would be basically your money at that point in time to do with as you wish. But the one thing that can't happen there is your mother cannot just, she can't gift you her IRA while she's still living. She can't just give it to you and have it changed into your name. Uh, the I stands for individual in that individual retirement account, which is specific to the person that established it, the person that is funding it, and the person that owns it. So until your mother's passing, uh, that can't be your IRA, nor can she give it to you uh, in any form. Okay, Sam, I've got an ancillary question to that now. What if she didn't name a beneficiary on her IRA? Would her uh, daughter still get it? Uh, Not necessarily. Ah. That, that is a huge, huge problem that we run into, Chuck, and we see this so much more often than we wish we did, uh, where people have not updated beneficiaries. Um Maybe the husband has passed, and for some reason the children weren't listed as beneficiaries. Uh, I know this is a, a horrible, a horrible term, but it's the one that the industry uses all the time. If that happens, we call that a dead end beneficiary. In other words, you've now passed away, and there is no clear directive as to where that money is supposed to go because an IRA does not go by the wishes of the will. An IRA is an independent instrument. We call them will substitutes in a lot of ways because you have to specifically name on that IRA who it's going to go to. 
one of the things that we really focus on when you come in to visit with us for that retirement lifestyle review is having you bring a copy of those statements specifically for your IRAs. We need to do a beneficiary check and we need to do a beneficiary update. You would be amazed, Chuck, at how many times we find mistakes or we find something where the beneficiary is either no longer in your life or it's no longer applicable, yeah. and that can be a huge, huge estate problem. Yeah, I'm so meticulous that I saw a uh, spelling mistake of one of my sons as a beneficiary, and I corrected that. I was so anal Good. about it. So no, nothing, no. nothing wrong with that. There you go. Nothing okay, uh, Luke, we're going to Appleton now, and Steve has a question for you. I just want to leave a reasonable amount of money to my kids, but I also don't want to be uh, pinching pennies throughout my entire retirement to make it happen. Kind of an oxymoron there. Do you got any tips in this area? Yeah, I'd say plan to spend, plan to spend the money. Um, and when we talk about, and, and I say that, I mean, it's a simple concept, but as we talked about earlier, when you transition into retirement, it becomes very challenging to spend your own money. I mean, we see it today with the amount of money building up in money market accounts and savings accounts. Um, but plan to spend the money, um, plan to take out, um, you know, a safe withdrawal rate, you know, maybe in that three and a half percent range every single year. Um, if you want to, you know, kind of front end load retirement while you're still feeling healthy, feeling well, Steve, you know, you could draw out a little bit more than that in those early years, knowing that, you know, when you're in your seventies and eighties that you're going to draw that or dip that number back down, but that will help you, you know, start to, to use that money regularly, have it coming in so that you are in some ways maybe forced to use it on the things that you're going to enjoy. And that should leave some money left for, for the kids, whatever's kind of left over. All right. One other, one other thing there too, Luke, to, to consider uh, is life insurance. I mean, it's sure. basic as that sounds, but when people say something like that to me, they say, well, I want to leave a reasonable amount of money, but I don't want to pinch pennies. Yeah. Well, Maybe what you want to think about, Steve, is setting down and establishing what I would call a legacy budget to say, okay, if I set aside X number of dollars to pay a life insurance premium with over the next 10 years or whatever the case might be, you can predefine that legacy for your children without ever having to worry about or be counting pennies, pinching pennies, because you know up front exactly what that legacy budget is going to be. And one other thing, Steve, I might tell you on that, to consider on that, is life insurance going to your kids, it's tax-free. Right. It's one of the greatest gifts you could possibly give them. So don't want to go into that discussion, but it's something when you come in, we'll touch on that fact. Make sure you bring that up because Good old-fashioned life insurance that's been around for a gazillion years, be amazed at what you can use that for an advanced planning tool, which is what higher-level advisors like Luke and myself and Andy do on a regular basis. Okay, we only have about 30 seconds on this one, but this dovetails right into Rich's question from Kimberly, and he says, I'm confident uh, that we'll be in great shape financially as long as I'm alive, but I'm very worried about what uh, might happen to my wife after I'm gone. She's nine years uh, younger than I am, so uh, she'll certainly outlive me. Do I need to buy a big life insurance policy? Uh don't know about the size of it, Rich, but yes, we might have to do that. Uh, you want to come in and talk to me about it, we can have a personal discussion on that because my wife, Andy, and I have the exact same thing. There's a significant age gap between us, so I needed to be responsible 10 years ago to make sure that I understood that there were going to be some 
income needs that were going to be necessary for her to maintain after I was long gone. So you're probably on to something there. The amount would be just whatever you needed to do in order for her to maintain that lifestyle. But you're thinking ahead, and that's a great, great gift. All right, so that's the voice of Sam Duell, and uh, Duell Financial Strategies can help you with over 20 years of experience all these situations because it is your retirement. And you can get your retirement lifestyle review by calling for an appointment uh, for Sam or Andy or Luke at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And they will take care of you anywhere in the Fox Valley from Green Bay to Appleton to Kimberly to New London. Uh, get that retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies, and you'll be happy you did. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a wonderful show, Sam. Your final thoughts? Um, looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to visiting with you. Hey, and also when you come in, let's get a copy of my book, Purpose Determines Placement in Your Hands. That nine-step guide will prove to be invaluable to you as well. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.